This is Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And this is Jacob Brass with Longleaf Fertilia, and you are listening to the Herpeticulture Podcast, which is part of the Herpeticulture Network. Enjoy. Punch its face. <laughs> Justin, how do you like that catchy? It's freaking sweet, man. I got two of them rocking and rolling now. I plugged in the other one finally and put it on the other side of the room just because I did notice with my bigger rack that it there were some flies and stuff kind of doing their thing. I just changed out the little sticky pad in the original one for the first time the other night, and it was like full up. But I, uh... it's odd because I haven't seen that many flies in the room. But they're there because it's catching them. And yeah, yeah. I, I ran out of sticky pads, so I just put a bunch of dawn in the bottom of mine. It's probably gonna ruin it, yeah. but it still kills the. <laughs> I thought about the like the stuff, the paper they use for lint rollers. Oh yeah, you could just like, taking hey, one of those maybe yeah. if I ran out because I mean you they are. What's it for like a 10 pack, like seven or eight bucks? Or just get some double sided tape and slap that sucker down. Well, I think the thing is, is making sure it's sticky enough to catch them and keep them on it you ever gotten double-sided tape on your finger <laughs> yeah that's what i thought <laughs> it's a much larger surface area it's not the same for flies that's why you put a bunch of strips down i didn't mean like one piece of tape. come on man. you don't even understand the physics i, I think you saying they got like smaller hands so yeah stuff. I'm not, I don't follow. I don't know. I, don't, right. I really don't Regardless, know how this contraption works. So, Welcome, everybody. This is episode 156 <laughs> of the Herbeticulture Podcast. I'm Justin Smith of Longleaf Reptilia. And I am Jacob Brods <laughs> of Palmetto Coast Exotics. Oh, man. I hear that PCE guy. He sucks. Yeah, he does. He's a real asshole. He's a fucking hipster. I'm not a hipster. <laughs> <laughs> ah. I think, see, the problem with that is it's like if you have thicker rim glasses, you're a hipster. There's no fighting it. I could dress up in like Pittsburgh Steelers Literally, gear and you, still be like, you're a hipster. Your glasses are the least hipster thing about you, Smitty. What? How many IPAs have you drank before? <laughs> I, you know, I'm not even a beer guy. Yeah, he doesn't like, drink beer. IPAs especially. I've had some in the past and they're cool and all, but I'm just not, not into it. You drink Casey's kombucha? No. <laughs> Even I'm not that white. <laughs> oh, uh, this show is brought to you by blackboxcages.com. Check them out. You need a cage, you need a rack. Uh, Phil apparently just got his, just came in. Ooh. And I'm very anxious to talk to him about his and see. What all did he get? He got some of the new sliders. Yeah. Sliding fronts. But he just get cages? Yes. Nice. So I'm anxious to see what Phil thinks. Jen said that he really liked it. So I, I, he already has I the, the Wolf of Wheeler. I see a little approval. Yeah. Um, Dude, I already can't wait to get more stuff from them. I want so many cages mm-hmm. from Black Box. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Next order. Next order is all cages, baby. No, can't wait. Oh, yeah. What are you going to go with? More, uh, more of the ones I got, the three by two by twos. And then um, I want to get some, a couple bio G's. It's gonna be the gonna be the step. 
move out of a rack into a biology, then from a biology to a three by two by two by or three by two by two. Then if they two outgrow by two by two. Yeah, then if they outgrow that into a four footer. But just most do of the, what most you're of the supposed to do and so put can. a baby yellow rat in a six foot enclosure to make sure it has room to naturally navigate through Does this world. Everybody not do that. I, I, I thought I mean, everybody did like, that. I thought that was the standard. Elijah, Elijah does it. Look, yeah. that thing behind him is trying to escape right yeah. now. What is that? Because it's because it's, it's because it's, it's in a rack and it hates its oh, life. Oh, you it Satan worshiper! Use How dare you? <laughs> How could you? That's <laughs> no, okay. I, I mix it up. I throw little rocks and stuff at them every now and then to keep my nice. good. They change little it up a little prod, bit. You know? yeah. occasionally, occasionally, I let a hawk fly in here and really go crazy. <laughs> yeah. Leave the window yeah. open at night. Yeah. 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 Then I flash freeze them. You know, it's really. Yeah. yeah. Throw them in the freezer for a couple hours. Pull them uh, <laughs> so we're joined this episode by oh, wait, Mr. We, Elijah Day. Hold on a second, because okay. here comes a segue. Okay. Elijah, do you like hot sauce? <laughs> <laughs> I do like hot sauce. Do you like oh. Venom? Yes. Not the Marvel movie. Preferably not. Not Tom Hardy. Not injected, but ingested. Yeah. I like Venom. Okay. Then you should try. Then you should try. Steve Snake's <laughs> Venom, Venom sauce. hot sauce. Venom sauce. Venom sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Venom hot sauce. I tried to be in sync, but I suck. So. Uh, the cotton mouth sauce is where it's at. Give it a shot. I mean, it's, it's all good. It's really freaking good. It's all fantastic. I wish I had some because we had like tacos when I got home. So I was like, would have been perfect you, if I had I some cotton mouth sauce. Took a fat ass bite of that taco and said, mm, I wish I had some Steve Snake Sanctuary cotton mouth sauce. I didn't go that far with mm. the noises. But... <laughs> It was a nice it. little You're supposed to go with it, man. Like, hey, it would have been good. Um, unofficial sponsor, which could one day become an official sponsor. Dude, get that piece of garbage out of here. Bang. <laughs> what flavor is that? Cherry Blade Lemonade. It doesn't it's even matter. It's flavor. It's death flavor. Death. I know all I'm not that drink a hot them Instagram all the time. model, and I never will be, but. Dude, with those feet out. You never if. Know. if if the person who runs this is is watching, please. Yeah, I the, spend my life savings the, on your product every day. The owner of Bang definitely watches. I'm gonna die early because of this podcast. But it's so delicious. Have you had the chocolate flavor? It's horrible. Yeah, I, I bought I bought one for a road trip, and then I stuck like three hours yeah. trying to vomit every time I took a sip. Bad. Oh, yeah, it was really bad. I only drank it once. I said no more. I bet you stopped seeing them on the shelves. The uh, they need to, they need to take it. It's everywhere. No one buys it. Like it's the one flavor that's always full on the shelf because no one likes it. It's unanimous. unanimous. If they did like YooHoo, where it's not carbonated, I think it would be a little bit better. But yeah, like, nation just freaks me out. It's a little yeah. weird. Does it's it not... actually taste like chocolate? No. No. It tastes like if I chew chocolate and then spit it into a water bottle. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much exactly it. Like Tootsie Roll water. Oh, God. Yeah, I don't know. Boy, the new Raspberry water. Hibiscus one is really good, though. I like that one a lot. And then the Walmart Blue and Yellow Lemon Jello is really good. What does Hibiscus taste like? <clears throat> that one, I don't know how to describe it. It's like... I can't... Almost like imagine if you had, a, like, in a, a hibiscus. Yeah, right? if you just took Picture. a whole hibiscus bush <laughs> and just shoved it in your mouth. Yeah, that's great. Um, oh, that's the tortoises. So, regardless, 
Steve Snatuary's Venom Hot Sauce, blackboxcages.com. <laughs> um, and if you're so inclined, I guess, uh, bang. But Don't drink bang. It's bad for your health. And Perdomo cigars, which is what I'm smoking upon right now. Hmm. So what's going on? Yeah. What is that snake behind you that's moving around there for real? Other side. There you go. Yeah, it, it's the, the flip on the camera. It's a... Uh... What is that? Oh, it's a sable female. The, um, uh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah, it's just my king cobra. <laughs> yeah, uh... Let me whip it out real that's quick my, for you. That's my, <laughs> my ride to the top on Instagram. I'll throw throw yeah. my shoulder real quick. I'll be the one to take the heat and start free handling and yeah. dangling plugs on strings. Do it. Jesus. You won't. <laughs> uh, so... Once again, this is uh, Sir Elijah Day of Destination Gecko Exotics. And sort of the funny backstory here is that I think you were literally one of the first people to follow me on Instagram when I started it back in like 2016. And we sort of just chatted back and forth ever since. Like I almost got frogged from you, but that never happened. Um, I think he's frozen. Yeah. That's what I'll say. I think so. Right. I'm just talking to myself at this point. Yeah. Unless he's messing with me. No, he's, he is, not, he's really he's good not, at he's it. Not I did that, that to Phil once. <laughs> I just stopped moving. Really? And he's like, oh, he froze. I, I did it for like 30 seconds. <laughs> I just sat like this. No, he's not that good. <laughs> Elijah, can you hear us? Uh, we can jump into there he goes oh. uh he'll be right back yep uh breeding updates so ladies island female is definitely packing some eggs so hopefully the laying will happen here soon i checked some of the other females and haven't noticed any like there's some that i kind of felt like maybe there were some eggs going on but nothing concrete like that ladies island girl so We'll see. So far, everything's moving right along. Um, Good. I got to get the egg boxes and stuff in the incubator and up to temperature. I kind of like to put them in there ahead of time and make sure they're they don't have to like warm up with the eggs inside of them. If that makes sense, right. like put them in there, quote unquote, cold. Right. So I need to get that together. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good harvest. Oh yeah. What's new good. with you? Nothing. Not, nothing really. How bad did you want to take that hog nose home that you saw? That little melanistic. Oh, dude! I oh god. That thing looked good, dude. Dude, it was it was bad. It was bad. I wanted to bring that fucker home so bad, but I'm not about to deal with a wild caught hog nose. That would be a pain and a half. I really wanted to take that rat snake home, dude. That was on Kalawasi. Yeah. Oh, was that Kalawasi? Yeah. I was gonna ask you. And I forgot. That yeah. thing looked interesting. Yeah, dude. I really wanted to, but I, I was I got paranoid about quarantine space. And if I had my house, I would I I probably would have taken it home, but I I didn't want to risk anything. There will hopefully be others, but man, that thing was that thing was very interesting. Really nice looking snake. Yeah, that was Kalawasi. <laughs> He's got connection issues. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Streamyard asks a lot of your bandwidth. <laughs> so 
the NPR guys are out in California right now, and I'm extremely jealous because they've been posting some awesome stuff that they've been finding. Oh, yeah? Damn, where are they like, finding? I think they found a mountain king. Oh. Uh, what part look, of California are they? They're in Southern California somewhere. I don't know exactly where, but they they found a uh, mountain king, it looked like. A um, handful of rattlesnakes. I think some lizards. I don't know. They sent some pictures in the group and stuff, so it was uh, just awesome. Way more productive nice. than our, our Texas trip, so good for them. It makes the that's an especially long trip, so it makes it makes it worth it, you know. Yeah, for sure. Very nice. Yeah, I haven't been able to do a ton of herping, but I'm back to it appears I'm back to normal with my kidney problems. So, like back to normal, isn't it's back and hanging out, or back as in it's cleared up? Back as in I'm not peeing blood anymore. Oh, good. So. There's that, and my IVP X-ray came back normal. So I'm gonna start being normal again, and just hitting hitting the road and the trails whenever I can. I've been so busy though, man, with, with the collection, anything to that, and work, and just being busy. I haven't had a lot of time to go out, but I feel you. I real, I mean, we still need to go out and road cruise that that section of Jasper. Yeah. Um, I guess now it's a little easier because the the daylight, you know, we're getting more of that. And by the time I get off work, come. That's a little late, it's, especially yeah. to get out to Jasper by the time you get off work. It's past sunset already. You normally want to be there at sunset. I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, right now, yeah, but. Yeah, maybe later in the summer, but later in the summer, road cruising isn't great. Come on, man. I don't know. We just, I want to figure out a way to get out there, and it may require us doing snakes and stogies a different night. I mean, we can do Sundays. It's like a Sunday night. Maybe. That's, that's contingent on my significant other. Well, got to make sure the schedule is cleared. Well, clear your schedule. And apparently, I mean, stuff's moving because we were just over by my parents the other day, and they found a, a dead corn like the day after we were it's gonna be around. it's gonna be off and on for road cruising because one now that this rain's gone through it's gonna get cold again over the weekend um, is it supposed to yeah it's supposed to get in the 50s at night over the weekend so that's not great for road cruising it's good flipping weather um but not so much road cruising so we see i'm waiting to be able to throw a little bit more but Tonight yeah, would have been wanna, great, man. Oh, with all this rain that we got today. I want to oh, get geez. some uh some boards or tin out, kind of what we talked about. We were scoping that out walking yeah. the other day. Yeah. Would have been a good especially that that lot next door. Like that's that's primed right now. So yeah. I don't know. Do you so I mean we talked about it a little bit when we were there, but with something like that where you have sort of that ankle high grass. Uh, like are boards better in that scenario than tin? I would think boards would be like because they have a little more weight on them. They they feel more secure if they were in like an open field, not an open field, but a, a field sort of. I wouldn't say it's better. You know, I think anything for that they can hide under will work 
fine. Like I said, 10 heats up a lot. So, you know, it may not be as desirable like an open field because if the sun's beating directly on it, it may get too hot for him to get underneath it type deal. So a board might be better in that sense, but you still want to be like a piece of plywood. Yeah. You know? Right, right, right. Yeah. Not like thin right. birch or something. Yeah. He's back. He's back. I'm back. Cool. That was fun. I, I just switched to the phone and now I'll just use the use the laptop to look at the pictures. There you go. Cool. That works. All right. So as you're saying, uh, Elijah was one of your first uh, yeah. first followers on this one of the one of the original Palmetto Coast followers, I believe. And yeah. You know, I think I just searched up like hashtag Chris and Gecko. Mm-hmm. Which is and there, and then it began. And I'll pop this little douche. Yeah, fourteen-year-old <laughs> Eli. <laughs> <laughs> so do you go by you go by Eli normally? E- either one. Yeah, a lot of people just say Eli. Do you prefer Eli? Is the question. I, I'm impartial. Impartial. Got it. That's how I am with Jake and Jacob. But like, I don't really care. I don't have a preference. Yeah, I, I used to hate Eli when I was little. But then everyone just started calling me Eli, so then I just got used to it. There you go. He just dealt with it. Yeah, just had to put up with it. That's yeah. how that's how I was with Jake. People just like started calling me Jake, and I was like, okay, that's fine. I guess I can't fight it. Yeah. So, uh, so if you want to get into how you got into reptiles, we can. If you just kind of want to do the Cliff Notes version, feel free. But sort of, who is Elijah Day, and what does he do? Oh, so what is your destination, Gecko? <laughs> yeah, so um, I mean, I grew up just catching everything that you know we could. Um, moving around kind of helped out with that because we always kind of had new stuff to catch. There you go. Um, I don't know. I mean, we just, I think the first thing I ever like kept was like an eastern fence lizard, uh, like three toads, and just like a bunch of salamanders in like three different, you know, 10 gallon tanks. I thought I was, you know, state of the art. And then I think like two years later, I got my first leopard gecko, just citrus. I still have, still have her. Um, then like a year later, I think it was 20, 2015, late 2015. Um, I was like, oh, I kind of want to breed these things. And then got leopard geckos. And then, you know, that's when I kind of started breeding. But I, yeah, I, I kind of grew up just catching everything. We had a quarry in Fort Knox, Kentucky. Uh, we used to get caught going down there a lot. It was really fun. Nice. Huh. Yeah. Yep. What are you, uh, what's the current collection looking like? I mean, if anybody follows you, you do a little bit of everything. It, you know, you, you got, got a lot, a lot of feet planted and a lot of yeah, different things. Yeah. Man so, of many types of things. Yes. So, kind of talk about how I started out. I was in like a Noah's Ark phase for a long time. And I started with leopard geckos, never got them to breed because I was, you know, like 14 and patient. So I, um, I sold those after three months for like a trio of trio. It was like two babies and an adult rescue male bearded dragon, sold those, got dart frogs, sold the dart frogs to get into, no, no, sold the bearded dragons, got Pac-Man frogs, Pac-Man frogs and dart frogs dart frogs to crested geckos then crested geckos finally into snakes and then just kept like one male of everything for the longest time promising that i'd eventually get a female, <laughs> that females are more expensive 
than males, and that's why I had alts. Yeah, there you go. Um, so I, I really focused in. I I kind of went too focused. I sold off a lot of stuff. Um, and when I just got for a little bit, I only had like ten animals. I think I had like the bird and a couple, or actually just the one gecko, the um, tortoises, the longicauda male. It's still a good, good diverse collection. But uh, and then I think last February, I bought sixty ball pythons, uh, just as oh, like yeah. a, a group deal, and then I was a dirty flipper for a couple months. <laughs> and I, 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 I don't think it counts when it comes to ball pythons. Well, um, but no, I, I kept back what I wanted out of that, kept the racks back, and then sold out. Um, you know, just what didn't fit in what I, you know, wanted to do. It seemed like the collection the dude had built up was just kind of like a mishmash of like, you know, oh, yeah, scattered board at the time. Hmm. So I go, oh, it doesn't really look like he was working towards anything. So then I took it and I went from sixty ball pythons. I think I have twenty now. So I sold a lot of adults and bought babies just so I could get, you know, more genes into it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I do ball pythons, uh, common boas, longicauda boas, false water cobras, hognose snakes, gargoyles now, um, leopard geckos, and isopods, I think. I think that's it. Oh, and then water snakes. Oh, yeah. Can't forget the water snakes, man. Come on. Yeah. I mean, we can, but... Shut up. <clears throat> I don't know. We'll get into that later. Water but... snakes are great. So what's the... I mean, you got hog noses, too. It seems like you've been getting hard into those a little bit. Yeah, so actually, I was just thinking yesterday that I haven't, like, really progressed in hog nose for, like, a year. So I kind of bought my, my first few and just kind of stuck with them. And I really need to try to get some more babies this year. But I just have uh, I've had sable female... An Arctic albino anaconda female, and then a Arctic albino sable male, and that's all. They're all adults now. I need to get some uh, some females, some little females, and start growing stuff out. Nice. All right. I guess I have some holdbacks, but those are all right. I think I have a uh, Arctic sable head albino, and then a um, what is it? Just sable head albino. I think I might sell the male though. Nice. See, Jake, there's your chance. I don't know, man. Like I'm, the fact that I like certain morph stuff kind of irritates me because, like, I don't want to. I don't want to like morph because I truly am like, I truly am much more into the wild type stuff. But I tell you, if I got like, I have, I have my annery. No, and I do. I do have some morph stuff. I have annery. I have annery corns, like project from Chris. I've got albino Florida pines, uh, albino gopher snakes, and then. I'm getting exantic balls. I like exa- I like I like exantic stuff and I like gray stuff. But I tell you, if I was really gonna get into morph stuff, it would be with hognose snakes because they're they're just so freaking awesome. wicked, man. I, I love the way all the morphs look in hognose snakes. They're so cool. I love the exantics. The the anacondas are just out yeah, of this world, man. Yeah. I love anacondas so much. I, I think it's the only morph in hognose that affects pattern, other, yeah, other than I like talking right. really. Right, like belly, but I, I think anaconda is the only one that affects the pattern. And yeah. it's weird that the super just takes away all the pattern. Yeah, it's completely pattern. Like the super zebra. Yeah. Is that zebra is a uh, carpet morph, right? 
Yeah, 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 yeah but when you put zebra. two zebra, super zebras, they're just—it's the same thing. It's just a pattern. Oh yeah, yeah, it'd be the same. Yeah, it works the exact same way. But it's funny because there's almost always like the the state they still have like the stripe on their head. Like they usually have like yeah, that they get one a stripe on the patch. head, and then with yeah. uh with a lot of the purple line and like red line animals, you can get like a a line of either like really really bright, you know, whatever color they would normally mm -hmm. be like the base color. It'll just be yeah. super super intense down the back. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I love the anaconda stuff. I love the toffee stuff, and then I like um, the reds, man. The, the reds are nice. I, have you seen the pink reds. panthers? Like no, the the pinks, dude. Oh my gosh, those are just insane. I need to get some pink pastels uh, this year, real bad. Yeah, they're. they're I, I like bright stuff. Yeah, so with everything, like the the leopard geckos are like the neon tangerines. Yeah. And with the hog nose, I'm going for um, like super arctic sunbursts. So like just gummy worms. Yeah, dude, the Arctic's really cool too. Those things are just like white. They're, yeah, yeah, they're, they're cool. They they look like uh, cookies and cream. Yeah, super Arctic. It's they're really awesome, cool. man. I've really I've really toyed around with the idea of getting some hognose morphs, and that's just and it would it wouldn't be a lot. It would strictly be like anaconda stuff. I would find a line of albino that I really liked, and then I would do some exanthic stuff. Yeah, I think I like albinos and exanthics, but I just, I don't know, man. I got too much other stuff going on and in the works and once like, again space is it. the always yeah with all these black box racks though boy i got yeah. some i got some space i can tell you that i think i have enough space it's just i don't want to i don't know i, I want to get into like aspidites and chondros yeah. and i don't know like puffing snakes and stuff and crebos like i, I like the bigger colubrids i love big colubrids man. um i got the false waters but i, I don't want to like spread myself too thin and then just be right. doing everything like meh like yeah he produces right. okay stuff i'd like to really be able to like put the time into the stuff that i have and produce some really nice stuff false water cobras will make you put time into them like they, right? yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and money oh yeah no they're cool they're super cool though i almost set up doc to try and try and get some but i thought about it for a minute and i saw no actually he showed me a picture of one of his monster females and i was like yeah maybe not yet um that's I'm the good. best part that's the best yeah part. i know they're so cool but man that thing was big i was like yeah let me wait they're still they're still up there i still think they're fantastic a lot animals, of snake but... in a small room yeah that's a lot of snake man yeah they're, they're powerful creatures if I get lucky and get one of the ones that stay like on the smaller side, like he talks about, that'd be one thing. But see, that's mean? the exact opposite of what I want to go for. I, I like, I like. Yeah, I, I wouldn't either. I would love to have one of the eight footers. Just I, I know that like because, and it's mostly because of how fast they grow. Yeah. If it took them three, four years to get that side, would be a completely different size. That would be a completely different story. But like, yeah, they get up there real quick. So, yeah. And then got to hold off on that. Seems one, like but. a common thread with South American stuff like that, because apparently, from what I've read, the barrens grow insanely fast too. And I wonder yeah. if it's just because those species produce a lot, and so there's this sort of pressure to get as large as possible, as fast as possible, right. to to help. Yeah, and survive. they might they might just yeah they might just have a lot of pressure from predators <laughs> naturally, you know, and that's yeah you know, another. A lot of the yeah. uh, South American species produce like crazy. Mm -hmm. like a few of them just like keep going and going and going yeah yeah and that's been doc's experience uh, experience with the with the false waters is like they just they crank out eggs like crazy yeah they uh, he they drop huge clutches too man and they drop like two or three clutches don't they yeah 
<clears throat> and with, with the tricolor hogs, don't they like? Don't they say you have to brumate them, or else they'll just like keep producing until they die? Jeez. Yeah. It's entirely possible. Yeah. That's also a, a yeah. species that's fairly short lived, and I think yeah. they're more more attuned to sort of a more temperate sort oh. of climate. But I didn't know they like, were yeah, short. Like yeah, they don't. They don't have very like in in the context of other snakes that we keep. Right. Like, right. Tricolors don't live terribly long hmm. in comparison. So. Yeah. yeah. Don't know why I mean, my child is screaming inside, yeah. but <laughs> that's my neighbor. <laughs> so what's the uh i mean current focus sort of what's the the main thing the main squeeze doing right now that you what are you most Uh, excited about i'm really excited about this new nerodi locale i think that'll be cool that like almost jet black snakes Mm -hmm. that's really cool i'm excited about those um this should be my first year fingers crossed bring boas um She's looking really fat and like a lot more fat than the rat that I gave her. So really hoping she's growing something. I, but I, you know, psych myself out. So hopefully yeah. she'll produce. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm just excited to start producing more next year. All, all the babies that I, you know, like flipped the adults for last year for the ball pythons and, the, um, you know, whatever else I bought should be ready next year. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping next year will be like the year that I can really get started on, you know, working towards my my goals nice man yeah that's good yeah next year will be similar for me i'll I'll actually be able to pair pair up quite a bit of things and so i'm i'm really looking forward to cranking out some some animals next year hopefully yeah and i'm excited for daytona this year oh yeah that'll be fun looking forward to looking forward to seeing you yeah hopefully we have enough geckos or so there you go are you vending? Yeah, yeah, we got nice. it. Too. Oh, nice. nice. Very yeah. good. Sweet. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those things where it each year, especially if you have like multiple projects going on, like like you do, you know, it progressively sort of ramps up. Yeah. It's, especially if you get, a, you know, smaller animals at the same time, like that's been sort of my thing with, with Bairds is like I have a lot of smaller yearling animals, so like the year that they're all ready to go, like it's going to be, full of snakes, yeah. it's gonna be like busting through that third wall. Mm-hmm. I feel like, like it's fiercely theorist talking to Jade, my, my fiance. I'm like, no, no, no just five years. I, I promise five years. <laughs> We're not just going to be hoarding snakes. I promise. Just hold on. <laughs> yeah. Just, just give it some time. Give it some time. Yeah. So why everybody asks me like what are you breeding i'm like i got a lot of stuff in the works <laughs> it's all it's coming up. eventually hopefully yeah. oh yeah. yeah it's yeah it's a major game of patience i mean that's yeah. something i remember talking yeah. to harlan about at one point was you know it takes a solid you know seven to ten years to really i guess depending on how you go about it you know if you just buy a collection and you're sort of off to the races like that that's one thing but if you're doing sort of like what the three of us are are doing which is you have animals you're raising them up you're then breeding them and then you're holding back and raising up and breeding and yeah that kind of thing like it does take a solid seven to ten years for, yeah. for you to sort of fully get to the the spot you're at and thinking about what it's been like for me you know like that is accurate like that's that's pretty on point because it started with the cresteds and stuff in 2016 and it's progressively ramped up you know each each year 
just in different different corners of what I'm keeping. Mm-hmm. So if with that in, in in mind, you know, I look at what it's the next, uh, you know, four years or whatever, and it's like, yeah, that's that's pretty much when I'll be in, in full swing with chondros and rat snakes and corns yeah. and other stuff. So right. it's I, just I a matter think, of patience. Yeah. No, I always think about like how bad my patience messed me up at the start because that, that's why I kept bouncing was like, it's like, all right, these, these have to breed now. These have to breed now. And then like got one done. I was like, nope, you're out. You're out. Nah. So I, I just wonder like if I would have, you know, like stuck with stuff and just kept adding on. I think part of it was like I was young and didn't have money to, you know, build up a collection. I just had to have like one little group of something. Yeah. Right. Um, but it's funny now because like I think I sent a message to y'all, but it was like the leopard geckos. I started off in twenty sixteen breeding leopard geckos and then, you know, six years later I have my first collection of leopard geckos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've done dart frogs and, you know, all the other stuff in between. So nice. I think it is good to have something as like sort of a springboard. You know, I've talked about it many times before, but like Crested's, like they were never meant, they were never going to be a long-term thing for me. Yeah. Like I really enjoyed them when I have them or when I had them. Um, They were great for sort of funding the other stuff I really wanted to do. And it wasn't because I didn't like Crested's or I was, you know, I just did them because they made money. Like I did enjoy Crested Geckos. I liked having them. I liked breeding them, but it just got to a point where it was like snakes take up less time. Yeah. It's always been sort of my focus anyways, so it was just time to transition. Yeah, then he met me, and I was like, dude, what are you doing with all these? Yeah. Like, get this crap out of here. <laughs> but it was, no, I mean, it was, a, it was a huge help, not only just yeah. in the aspect that it was that, that springboard, but it was also cutting your teeth with customer service, shipping, like, yeah. you know, learning sort of the, the quote-unquote, the ropes um, of, like, the business side of things. So I, think was, I, uh, I think I uh, I FaceTimed you the first time I shipped a gecko up. Like asking how the package <laughs> everything. Yeah. He, you were like FaceTime and I was like, oh crap, he doesn't know I'm like 14. <laughs> <laughs> oh geez. Yeah. Yeah, you just you learn a lot with when you start with species like that. And I think someone there's always there's gonna be a species like that for someone. You know, yeah. maybe it's crested, maybe it's corns, maybe it's hogs, maybe it's something else. But if you have, you know, the patience to to stick with that for a certain period of time until you're at the point where you can say, okay, now I can move on to X, Y, and Z. I yeah. think that's a really smart route to go, you know, cause you're, you get that experience, you know, instead of just with chondros or something in particular, instead of just buying an adult pair, breeding them, you know, cool, we did it. When you get them young and you raise them up and then you, you know, you see how long and how much work it goes into getting you feel, those. You feel more accomplished when you raise them up. That, right, yeah. yeah that, but you yeah. also see sort of the whole process start to finish it. Yeah. And it's not just, where it's like, okay, I'm, I'm breeding now. I've never shipped before. Um, yeah. You know, what do I do? It's just, it's, there's a learning curve. There's a, there's a learning curve. Like I remember the first time I shipped, it was freaking terrifying. Like I was like, I'm going to like, this thing's going to die on the way there. I hate and shipping, man. It freaks me I out don't every mind time. It. I hate I mean, it. Knock on wood. The, I haven't had any issues I, yet. The first time I shipped, it got stuck for two days at a hub. Oh and no! I was freaking out. <laughs> it's, oh, they still geez. made it, and they like have permanently put like a twenty percent discount on my account, so I'm completely fine with it. But it was nice. <laughs> just like, hey, this is my first shipment, and it's stuck. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're so sorry. 
Jeez, so, man. Yeah, there's just a lot to be, you know, it's it's also enjoying the the process of everything too, I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, like like well, I, I think we didn't have satisfaction, you know, mm-hmm. sort of starting from from zero. Yeah. I think when you have like the I don't know, like crested geckos and leopard geckos and I mean even hogs to an extent are kind of like mindless species to breed. Like like it's pretty easy to just throw them together and figure it mm-hmm. out. Um, I think it makes it easier to like be okay with buying babies and raising them up and waiting that time when you have something that's like constantly keeping you occupied at least a little bit. Right. That's kind of how the carpets have become for me. Not that they're <clears throat> not that there are species that like I'm into now and eventually get out of them. I'm pretty sure I will always have carpets. I can't say that, you know, for a hundred percent certain, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I will always have carpets. But like right now, those are like my staple. I know I can breed those. And next year I'm going to hopefully produce several carpets and those are going to kind of fun, you know, a lot of stuff with the colubrids. Cause you know, I'm very happy with where I have with where I am with carpets. I have a lot of stuff coming up and I have a lot of stuff I can breed. So I'm just kind of, hanging out with those you gotta let the everything grow up and you know those be like my staple breeders you know and then yeah. to fund a lot of this colubrid stuff i've got going on but luckily next season i've got some pituophis that can that can breed and uh, some rat snakes and but that's see that's know. even that's important because you have a goal i mean like right. that's not necessarily long term right. but you you have sort of a, a finish line in, in sight right at least until you go you know spot the next one right like having that is I, i'm a firm believer that <clears throat> even if it's something small like having something to look forward to on a daily basis is a, helps a lot just in life in general yeah. Yeah. you know it's like this like the podcast yeah. and stuff like doing snakes and stogies on mondays it's like man it's been a rough week but it's like monday we're hanging out kicking it with phil you know we're gonna just bullshit for two hours like mm-hmm. it's that little stuff that you got to kind of yeah. cling on to but I think even like that, like next year, like me with the chondros, it's like they're almost there. Like I have a rough idea of when they'll be ready. And so it's like, just keep your eye on that and keep moving forward with it. Yeah. Small wins. Yes. Small wins. You also have to remember, like, you know, I can only imagine everything that's going to be going on for, you know, all of us in, say, three years. You know, because in three years, most of the stuff that I got, last year we'll be able to breed mm-hmm. and that's all the stuff i'm uber excited about coming up you know like my favorite snakes are probably going to be ready to go in three years you know and i'm just super excited about everything man you know two years it's a, it's a lot like monopoly too and the right. fact that things happen you know like jake with the nido stuff and yeah. um females not taken losing females like i did like it's it's so much it's a lot like monopoly where it's like you're gonna have to at some point in that span of time that we were talking about like that seven to ten years no one's gonna be in a bubble to where nothing's gonna happen in that span of time like something life happens things happen Look, man, we're being over here all positive, and you're talking about, well, there's those times we no, have I'm a plan that gets kicked right in the nars. We see it, we see it on social media and stuff all the time, man. There's like people, and it's it's awesome that people have plans, but when people are like breeding in 2029, <laughs> sure, like, future breeder 2029, and that's cool and all, but it's also sort of what I say all the time is like announcing your plans is a good way to make God laugh. I like, was just thinking that. <laughs> it's got it's good to have goals 
Yeah. I think it's also good to be realistic and understand that in that span of time, there's there's a very good chance something could happen that would set that back even further. So, well, like living in Florida, it's like, you know, what are they going to ban next? Yeah, <laughs> that that. I start really looking around. Right. It's like, oh, I really like big colubrids, but FWC probably really doesn't like big colubrids. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I'm gonna actually tropical big colubrids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, but yeah, there is a bunch of stuff that can set people back, like you know, getting a new rhino and losing it, and then. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> Damn! Ah, there it is. No, it's okay. I, I bought first one. I don't, I don't know if you remember the uh, like red factor. I forgot what it was. The pink, like bubblegum pink corn that I bought for Lee Abbott. Then I brought it home, and two days later, it was gone, and I've still never found it. And it was my first yeah. corn. Oh, <laughs> and it was no. like, oh. Damn. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was from Lee Abbott too. Oh, I know that thing was nice. Yeah, yeah, it was really yeah. nice. I still have the uh, the Okatee female, so I'm, I'm not too sure if one of you guys wants an Okatee female. I mean, jumping. <laughs> I won't say no, <laughs> dude. Lately, I've been just daydreaming about when VMS says they're done, just being the next VMS. What do you mean? Like the, the VMS, they sell all the corns. Mm -hmm. They were selling their entire business at one point for like a million dollars. Like what? Land, facility, collection. Yes. We're talking about like thousands of snakes, like thousands of corns. Holy. And so I was you like, want thousands of corns? I don't know, man. I was like, that would be <clears throat> awesome. Dude. Like, even if it was just retirement, it's like, you know what? I don't have to do anything. I'm just going to kick back with see, a bunch that... of damn corns. <clears throat> I'm going to breed them and it's going to be fine. And I'm just going to enjoy it. See, but that's, that's my, see, that's my plan is like, cause I can retire like fully, fully and thoroughly at 49 from my job if I stick it through. So I'm like, if I can make it to 49 and retire and get that check every month, if your kidneys then, will let you. yeah, I mean, if I'm lucky, I'll just die before then. That's Smitty. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, but even at that, though, I don't think I ever want thousands of snakes like that's. I think that would take a lot of enjoyment out of it for me. I'm sure they have employees. Like but... Well, yeah, obviously you have employees. But even then, I don't really ever really want employees besides like a helper or something. I'd be so nervous to like buy into something that big. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to add one more snake. Crypto. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Like, I, don't, just... I don't think they're, I don't think they're trying to sell the whole thing anymore. I think no one, they didn't get any bites or at least any serious bites on it. So I think now they're just trying to sell through what they have and sort of get out of it in chunks. But yeah. Right. yeah. It'd be awesome, man. I'm, uh, I got, I got corn fever hard, dude. Yeah, dude, you're about it. I'm on Morph Market every day. I ball in the corn snake section. Like, God, if I only had. See, that's like the had, one like, section I don't look at. If I, yeah, I don't think I've ever looked at corns other than like a two week span that I lost my corn. I had no. <laughs> and I didn't care yeah. anymore. <laughs> but then you have people like Chris and JT. Dude, and they're showing going. you all the stuff they're pairing up, and they're like, you know, let me. You don't even you don't need more anything you want. It's like I, I know, it's like, <laughs> but there's still just there's so much cool stuff on there, and all the honey stuff, especially. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I do like the sun kiss stuff. stuff. It's just, oh, it hurts my. I'm, I'm sitting in the cigar shop. Like, what am I doing here? I'm just gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna buy a million corns. I'm just gonna breed them full time, and live in my cave. <laughs> 
Yeah, corns are cool. Man. Then corns are gonna get banned right after you do that. And then, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah exactly. you're stuck. Just like those iguanas that we got. S- yeah, SCDNR is gonna be knocking on my door every week. How big are those iguanas that we got? We yeah, bought, we bought like that, like nation's first morph or whatever. And I was like, oh yeah, no, I live in live in Florida. Be perfect. I can keep them outside. And we bought them, and like almost as we were driving home. Like yeah, no, you have two months to get those out. Like, what cool. kind of igu- what kind of iguanas were they? So they're green iguanas, but it's uh it's a recessive gene called shatter. Uh, so they the greens like the normal greens with shatter have big black splotches on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you put it into albino, I think you get green splotches. Then when you put it into snow, you get blue splotches. Gee whiz, hmm. so, it's That's cool. Wild. I like it. I had an iguana that very sucks. briefly. I've never had an iguana. I didn't know you had an iguana. It was freaking huge, dude. Iguanas are so much more fun when someone else keeps them. Yeah, Yeah, it was missing most of its tail. It was a a young... uh, I don't think it was a male. It must have been a small female, but still. That was a big one. I've seen pictures of iguana bites, dude. Those things are serious, man. Yeah. Yeah. Iguana bites are gnarly. Honestly... Elijah, you said it. You said it best. The iguanas are way more fun at somebody else's house. Like, yeah, I used to volunteer at a nature center in Texas when I lived out there, and they had a massive iguana, and I loved like you know taking them out, you know, holding them, and yeah, you know, I mean, he was he was almost as long as I was. You know, he was cool. He was cool as all get out. But I didn't have to take care of him. Then you can put him <laughs> and go home. Yeah, exactly. I was the yeah. snake guy. I fed, I got I literally went there once a week to feed the snakes. Yeah, uh, that's what I did there. You know, I fed just get and, Yeah, no, I'm dude, I, I was so excited to get my Aki last year, and I, I got him as like an early birthday present, and then the same thing you were talking about, like things with legs just being trouble. It's like holy crap, this is not the same as like a crested gecko. These are a lot more work. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, damn, I'm gonna be going to college. I probably need to like cut my workload down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of wish I still had them, but I'll get back. Yeah, to it I don't know. I mean, mine have. I haven't really. Like, I don't feed mine a ton. They're definitely not getting fed daily. You know, I feed them on kind of a a similar sort of schedule to the snakes. At least, well, not like the green trees, but it's one of those things where it's like, <laughs> you know, twice a week, maybe three times a week. It just. I know a lot of people say, you know, if you want to get them sort of somewhat friendly and handleable you know do it with food and but i notice it seems like they get very fat very quickly when people do that so i'm yeah i, I mean kind of just wait until they get older and then start doing that instead of like pumping them up full of food just to get them to come near me i feel like people look at fat snakes a lot more than they look at fat lizards in the hobby i don't know i hear a lot about fat snakes fat snakes but i feel like it's just as big of a problem with lizards you know geckos monitors you know have you seen some of those like savannah monitors that like can barely walk just like everywhere yeah there's the stomach with legs may as well be a pac-man frog yeah (laughs) (laughs) they're i don't know man it's crazy overfeeding the hobby is a very real thing. I don't know. I feed like I have four little geckos, you know, Chinese cave geckos. And like, I, I mean, I feed them and I feed them well, but you know, I don't feed them a lot. You know, they're hungry by the time they get, they get fed again, you know, but I'm, I'm really not trying to make, make them fat. I think it know? depends. Like with the cresteds, it's, 
it was very easy to get them fat, but it was very hard to get them not fat. Yeah. I think with, with like Ubiflarids and stuff like that, it's a little easier because those seem to burn through, yeah. you know, fat reserves a little faster. Crested, it was really hard. And the monitors, they're so high energy. I feel like it really wouldn't take much, even right. just to keep them toned on a regular basis. Right. You can just alter how much food you're giving them at a, at a time, and then you know stays within right. a certain range. And it's also with the geckos, like at least my Chinese caves, they kind of I don't fill up their you know mealworm dish because I give them mealworms, I give them crickets, and like I don't fill up their mealworm dish, and they go and eat all the mealworms all at once. You know they'll go up, eat a couple, leave it alone, come back the next day, eat a couple more. Mm-hmm. You know whatever. You know I'm like a snake being like oh, i'm gonna eat whatever's in front of me all of it right now you know it's a little a little bit a little bit different so i wonder if they're but, more i wonder if they're more aware of it than you know, I, I do kind of worry right. about like underfeeding sometimes with like, like the babies right like, my thing is like i worry more about overfeeding when they get to adult size right yeah, yeah of course like if you're still feeding like once a week for a ball python and she's not recovering or building you know from eggs or building eggs I feel like that's a little much than you get like the slugs that can't move but like okay. babies i worry a lot more about like accidentally stunting them like the, the hog knows like i'll give them like a big pink and they'll take it i'll walk in and be like oh those things look look fat they look good then two days later i'll look back and i'll be like holy crap i have like pencil lead in this thing they're so scared right, <laughs> right. yeah because yeah. you hatched some last year yeah late last year i think it was like december like fifth yeah or sixth and yeah. how how we always hear how tough baby hog noses are to get started. How was that for for you? I'm trying to think what all I did. I, I tried tuna for a little bit. I, I think it was a month until I got all of them feeding. The tuna did nothing. Um, chicken broth did nothing. So then finally, I got like a toad. Um, and I, at first, I just tried you know rubbing on the toad. That didn't work. And then finally, I just had to you know make a toad smoothie. I started mm-hmm. dipping all in. That worked for a while, and then there was two holdouts that went three months with no food. Mm-hmm. So then finally, I had to boil brain, put like a little strip of toad skin in the head, mm-hmm. and then like dip the rest of the body in the toad. And that was the only way they would eat for like two weeks. I started to like, okay, now I can take away the strip of toad skin. Now I can stop braining them. Now I can stop boiling them. And eventually, they were just on, you know, like scented. Send a smoothie. Mm-hmm. I got you. Did you ever try like reptilinks or anything with them? No, no, I, I never tried reptilinks. I, I worried that they would be like too big. Yeah. Because I, I, know, I know they make small ones that are like pinky size, but I had to get like the micro pinkies. Right. Like, yeah. Lane labs or whatever. And those were still, for some of them, were, were pretty big. They hatched out way smaller than I thought they were going to. It's crazy. Yeah, dude. Hogs are tiny when they're when they're born. that was the most frustrating thing when i had mine was that male just he was so inconsistent with taking food it was was, i feel like how many mice i threw away because that fool didn't eat them dude i i swear it's a male thing because my male is the same way like i had a pair of westerns for a while and like my female was a monster she would bite you she would bite you if you stuck your hand in there she was just all thought everything was food but that male, it was like I had to put him, like I had to leave him alone, cover it had to him be up. A full moon on the second of yeah, of the month. like I had to cover <laughs> his tub up, like make sure he could see and it. Nobody had to be aligned. Yeah, 
it was it was wild man like, no my my male will do the same thing he'll he'll eat really good for like two months and then just stop yep. then he'll eat really good for two months but then my females will be chewing on the tub when i walk in right <laughs> yeah no exactly there it's nuts man yeah i love them though those they're stupid they were faces they were they're, they're so cool man i love them to death but that is that is my one thing is like getting I don't like stuff that's super hard to start as babies. Like I like to enjoy my stuff and like stuff that doesn't eat stresses me out. I think now that I figured out like the toad smoothie, I think next time I'm just going to go right to that. And I, right. I think that will actually help, you know, a good bit. Yeah. Yeah. That was the thing with the chondro babies. You know, when I had those, I, I resisted doing chick down for the first couple of weeks. Cause I was like, I, I bet you I can get them eaten without it. And I wish I had just started with the chick down. And that's what I said. I was like, next clutch I get, I'm just not even going to try to not right. feed them without the chick. Yeah. Down. Just, just do it and get it over with. But well, and, and I was worried because people talk about like, oh, scenting such a pain and stuff. But it, dude, I thought the little smoothie with, with the pinkies and it should, I drop feed everything, um, or the, the babies at least. So it's really not too bad. I mean, I just dunk it in and put it in yeah. and it's, you know, fine. There you go. Yeah, Alterno were by far the biggest headache out of everything that that I've had to deal with as far as babies go. Yeah, Cyanie were easy enough; just tail them until they take off. God, dude, I couldn't do that. Hmm? Ball pythons are just live. They, they <laughs> I don't know. They're like scared of movement, so like human movement. So like, I'll sit over them even if I'm trying to feed them live, and if they're looking at me, they will not will not eat but i just have to like leave it in walk away for a couple minutes that's the only way and then i'll like slowly start transferring over to like fresh killed and then frozen thawed i gotcha do you start do you usually start baby ball pythons on fuzzies or like hoppers fuzzies fuzzies, fuzzies. They, small adults like the pituophis no like rat fuzzies yeah oh, okay yeah yeah i so, got you i i had a uh my pie clutch this year everything else hatched out at like 80 to 100 grams but my pie clutch i don't know if it was because the mom was you know small for a breeding ball python i think she was like 1200 grams and she only laid four eggs um but they hatched out at like 40 grams so oh, wow. they, they were small really like really small but they drop fed like right out the gate nice. so they were i don't know small but they were way better eaters than anything else nice that's just hard to wrap my head around, man. Those baby chondros are coming out at like four to six grams. Yeah, no, dude. Baby ball pythons are big, man. They're, yeah. they're big snakes. Well, the, that's why the hognose were so crazy to me because they came out and they were like four inches long and like pencil thick. It was like, mm -hmm. holy crap. That's wild. Yeah. Carpets are carpets are easy, man. I've had, I've produced two clutches of carpets. Uh, I think I... First clutch, I had eight babies. Second clutch, I had 10, and literally all of them fed first time through. You know, I didn't try like any, I didn't do anything fancy, but I did do extra like first offering. Like, you know, I, it was a long time ago, I saw something about it, how a guy, you know, initially fed babies. So I kind of followed the same route. I dried off the fuzzy really, really well which was completely dry. And then I ripped the skin off the nose of the fuzzy. And then I just put it right in their face and they normally look at it and pick up a little bit of those scent particles and slam it. And it's, that was perfect for every single, every single one. 
that's cool. They're too easy, man. This... Yeah. I want to try to start doing some uh, some quail. Yeah. That helps. We need to get our hands on some. Yeah, I want to start incorporating more quail. I need. I should have bought some when I ordered from Roden Pro, but I was trying to keep it slim. But oh man. So what yeah. was what was the motivation in terms of switching from from lizards and geckos into to more snakes? So I I, I like everything. I re- I really do. I enjoy the you know leopard geckos just as much as the snakes. But uh. At the start, I, I wasn't allowed to get snakes because obviously, you know, I was still at home. Uh, they didn't like snakes too much. So it was like, you know, I, I like everything, but this is what I can get my hands on right now. So mm-hmm. I'll just take this. Um, yeah, so then eventually, I think we went up to, uh, it was Brian Barchek's place. It was back when he was, like, way before the Reptarium when he was just, like, Snake Bites TV. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Vlog episode 20. Back uh, when he was still cool. <laughs> loser. so so we went around and you know looked at his stuff that's actually the first time we got bit by a blackhead uh was oh. it it's completely swallowed my pinky that wasn't fun nice. um <laughs> and we were there and i was like hey you know he's got a longicata you know they're smaller boas they won't get big say so, okay whatever and then i bought like a uh was it like a going eye hybrid king at like the first show that i've ended at so those were my two that I had for a while, and then you know just slowly got more. Nice. Do you have a pair of Longicata? As of today, yes. I oh, nice. got the mail in. Nice. I, I'm so happy. Nice. Yeah, I, I've been looking at him, and uh, it's like, oh, he, he's really cool. It'd be so cool to breed him. So like, oh, I, that, I don't know why I put off getting a female for so long, because they're not like compared to a lot of like the ball python morphs and stuff. They're really not expensive at all. It was just like I never, you know, thought to do it. So the other night I was like, wait, I can buy one. So I'll take this one, thanks. Yeah, cool. I'll take that. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome, man. It's cool. I'm excited. It'll be like four years before she can breathe. That's okay. Yeah. It's long game, man. Long game. Yeah. Long tail, long game. Yeah, I was about about to say (laughs) long game for long tails. Yeah. No, they're cool. I I like them. I, I think they're definitely... Like compared to like Hog Island, the Crawl K, uh, that's how you say it. I think they're like the coolest, uh, like subspecies or you know, yeah. like of boas. I do, I do really like the Suriname and Guyana true red tails. Yeah, those are really cool. I've been looking at a lot of those lately. Just like the, I don't know. I kind of want to do the bad thing and buy an import just to get like new blood, so it's not like someone's yeah. pure. It's like oh, actually, yeah. just crossed to a BCI right. two years ago. But you know, I think it'd be cool. I really like the the island bow constrictors like a lot. The other day, there's yep. been I've been seeing a couple. I saw one on the Morph Market the other day called a Pearl Pearl Island. Yeah, Pearl Island's right. Dude, yeah. oh my god! I was like, that's that's a freaking bow I want, man. But yeah. never you never see them, and they're certainly not cheap. But I miss man. my Terra Humeras, man. Those were. They were feisty, but they were cool. They were fun. Yeah, I want, I want some, man. I want some. I would love to find some, some of the island locality boas, man. They're have you seen awesome. those? They're not island localities. Have you seen those Max Pink um, Argentines? Yeah, I have. Those, those are, are so incredible. Nice. Yeah, those are so those awesome. Are 
crazy. And Argentine boas are fantastic in, in and of themselves. Yeah. They're, 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 I really they're, like them. Yeah. They're, they're, they're bigger, bigger ones, heads. Though. Yeah. They're bigger animals, too. Yeah. We've, Those yeah. would be one that would be cool to see in the wild. Yeah. yeah. I actually have a coworker that's in Argentina right now. Tell him to send us some. Yeah. <laughs> Grab a bow. <laughs> Shove them in your underwear. <laughs> Shove them in your pant pockets, please. Yeah. It yeah. might hurt, but. Just a few hours of pain. Yeah, a few hours of pain, years of happiness. Yeah, <laughs> for me. <laughs> Not yeah, you. For, for me. Yeah. For your blood sacrifice. Yeah. yeah no, he's over there dove hunting. So, so at oh, least you can do. You left me. You left me here to do all your work. Bring me back a <laughs> and snake. I'm not bringing you anything. Bring, bring me back uh, a snake. Who cares if it bites your crotch a little bit? Jay's brother is going to Argentina to go dove hunting, and they said it's insane there. Oh, dude, it's it's nonstop. I mean, like mosquitoes. Her. Oh, the mosquitoes! Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying the doves are. Like oh, mosquitoes. the doves are like mosquitoes. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy, man. He said you you almost don't stop shooting. He told me that he like pre-bought like almost a hundred boxes of shells. Yeah, you know, there's going tw- the first twenty. Yeah, and it's like in there, <laughs> and you'll go through it. You know, there's twenty five shells in a box. That's yeah. twenty five hundred shots. You know, yeah. like I, that's ridiculous. I think they said they went through ten thousand rounds. Well, they were there. Yeah, dude. They said like in Argentina. I know this is kind of off topic. If you don't care about hunting, but like <laughs> this type of hunting is like literally you pull up, shoot, and you have with you have a guy there. It's called a, your that, bird, your bird boy, and you yeah, literally like, turn your gun over, yeah. and he loads your gun for you, and you're back up, pow, 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 turn it, and he's loading it up, and yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's nuts, man. When I have kids, I'll have a personal bird boy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna call him Bird Boy too. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the Keltec KSG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, We're getting man. real. That's crazy. So you know I'm not big on the rodeo, but those freaking Sarasota <sighs> ones. Whatever episode this is, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> the Sarasota ones have my attention. Yep. That's the only, really, the only time I've looked at an Arodia and said, "Damn, that's cool! I want one." Dude, I didn't even know they were anything special until <laughs> you guys and Mantra started talking about them. Because it, it, I, I think it was because the only time I've ever seen Florida water snakes was there. So I was like, "Oh, these are cool looking," but yeah. I guess they just look like this everywhere. Then I posted them, and everyone was like, "Oh, that's a really nice one. That's a really nice one." It's like, "You sure?" <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's awesome, man. They are nice. Oh, there it is. I mean, it's just insane. Like, I, I don't, I don't know that I've ever seen waters that look like this anywhere else. They're just I clean. I, I could be wrong. They're so clean. They're really yeah. nice. They are very. That that banding is very very nice. No, our bandits look much much different. We have a lot of variation in our bandits around oh, here. Look at that coin. That's awesome. <laughs> No, I, I'm, I, I'm still upset. I, I don't know why, dude. I Montrose, I listened to the episode. He was like, no, you want to give them, you know, pine shavings with a really small water bowl because if they get, you know, too high humidity, they get, you know, blisters. Ironically, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. And so I, of course, completely one in, you know, in one ear, out the other, gave him a big water bowl, put him in with cypress mulch, and I left for four days. And I came back, and the, the big female that, Real nice banded one there. Um, completely flipped the water bowl. 
It was like oh, just oh, no. like a marsh in there. And I had, I don't if you click on, oh, go up a little bit. That, oh. <laughs> I think there's a lag, so it's going to be really hard to do. But I, I had a, I had a little male and he was literally like fire engine red with bright, like yellow dots on his back. And he was so cool. And I've, I've never seen any other, that, you know, than him with that color. And he was the only one that didn't make it out of like, he got like water uh, blister on his face. Mm. Dude, I was like heartbroken. It was so bad. So See, now they're on Aspen bedding with a tiny water bowl. See, I didn't, I haven't heard the tiny water bowl thing. Oh, I think that's what he's talking about. Yep. Oh man. That yep. thing is wicked. Yeah. I, I really wanted to get the color of that one into the pattern of the female. Oh. That one is with, um, I don't know if you guys follow him. It's Wild Attractions on Instagram. He has like a big page. It's Andrew. Um, I think he bought all the weird like ombre colored ones. Mm -hmm. Nice. They're cool though. Yeah, I I actually I didn't hear about the um, the small water dish thing. I don't have big water dishes in mind, but I do. They're kind of shallow, but I do have bigger water dishes. And well, it, it, I don't think. I didn't necessarily mean like super tiny water. So I mean, he was talking about people trying to keep like half water, half land. He was like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah like an eight ounce. That one's cool. That that one I think oh. is with Montrose right now. That just see that's that's yeah, that's uh, wicked. That's what I, that I would good. want in a water snake. Just so that one, it, it's wet. You can't tell. It does have more. Um, more of like the kind of faded black on the like down the back. Mm -hmm. um, up by the head, so that that one doesn't have the crazy, like perfect bands, but that that was one of the nicest ones that I that I saw. I wish I would have been excited about them when Montrose was, because then I would have probably kept some more back for myself. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, man, why didn't you keep some of those? <laughs> yeah, the, the only ones that I have now are the uh, that one real real nice female, and then I have this, you know, black. Uh, here, I'm pull her up and see if I get whacked. She's right in front of me, actually. This one bit my dog. I was, I felt bad, but it was also <laughs> probably good that he learned on a you know, water snake and not a water moccasin to not go yeah. near the snakes. Yeah. For this one. A water <laughs> I can, snake. I can obviously. smell the room already. So after like two months of being in captivity, obviously this one's had like two days. You can see that she's like almost jet black. They calm. I've been handcuffed. Um, <laughs> they calm down so well. I'm gonna hmm. you know, pull the other one out just so you can see. But they, they calm down just like any other like medium-sized colubrid. Um, I, 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 like, I think that'll be more when they're bigger. My little ones, man, they are. No, they're, he, he, they're, yeah, my my little ones are captive bred, and they are not calm. Yeah, no. Here, let me grab the the big female. And that one that I just showed you has actually already taken like drop fed. Um, fish. Let's see. So this is the Sarasota, but they calm down way better. Oh wow! Yeah, I think I remember just you posted some of them, and I was like, I think I sent it to Montrose. I was like, Do you see these? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why he hit you up because yeah. I just, I, like I said, I've never seen any like it. You know, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, and she's way, way in shed right now, so she's real darkened, but. They're cool. I really like them. They're fun. Even then, the contrast is just ridiculous. 
Yeah, it, it's cool to me too. Like, I really don't know if I would get into too many other localities, um, mm -hmm. but I like like this one is from like the golf course that like I got my first job at. Mm -hmm. Like I live two minutes away from, and then like the other like Jet Black, I guess would be Alachua County locality. Ooh. Uh like in the backyard of our first house is kind of cool. So like they they all have like little stories connected to them, which mm -hmm. is fun. Yeah. So those are the only two you have right now. Yeah, these are the only two I have. I need to go get a um a mail for this girl this year because I yeah you do stupidly sold off a perfect banded mail to a friend. <laughs> and I I think I honestly think this other ooh, the Alachua female is gravid. Um, okay. So I I might just hold her until she has the babies or just see if I can get her, you know, to have the babies and raise those up and then just start a little group like that. Yeah. I mean, the, the less I have to take to get something established, the better, you know? Right. And have it with that one and the other Sarasotas in particular, did you do any sort of treatment as far as hitchhikers or anything like that? I mean, so they've never had mites or anything. I, I haven't, haven't risked it with, you know, any sort of uh like deworm or anything i've just watched they've never had like you know sometimes if it gets really bad you can see it like in their poop like yeah. worms and stuff it's never been like that everything's been fine um no skin issues anything so like no little uh what they call them like flukes under the skin mm -hmm. i've never seen any of that um so yeah no I, i've just checked for mites and stuff but how long have you how long have you had that female in your hands in captivity um I think since the beginning of last summer, so almost a year. Nice. And she, it, I was really surprised at this new one. Uh, but she eats, you know, tilapia and catfish fillets, you know, out of your hand now. Nice. And the other one I've just drop fed and she, she went back and ate them. Yeah. Did, uh, did you see, I think Loafman sent us a video where he opened oh, the cage he to one of his, it. he tapped it and that water stick just came <laughs> shooting across the cage and just stopped right at the door. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, they're cool, man. They have such personalities. Like some of my groups, like because I have. Let me see if he, I want to see if he posted. I have a, yeah, I think yeah he did because I saw it on Instagram. Um, but I have a couple of different groups of water snakes now, and which got, studies do you have? Oh boy, I've got mostly most of what I have are the Ponchatoula, Louisiana, um, broadbands. I have more of those than anything else right now. Those are those the like ombre, like watercolor type looking ones. Uh, they can kind of they're I don't really know how to describe them. They're the ones um, uh, Loafman bred this year. Um, oh, okay, have, yeah. And I have some. I have some from Montrose from a really unique female that he's got. It's almost like a purple color. Oh, that's cool. It's kind of wicked. Um, so I think I've got. I have five of those, I believe. Um one or two one or two males and then the rest are females then i've got a pair of dixie counties that i absolutely love um those are really really neat dixie county bandits then i've got citrus county bandits and jacksonville north carolina bandits that's a lot of bandits yes and i'm also i'm also getting chambers those from cool. Montrose soon so those are a texas locality that's really cool um, so I, I think nice. i think it was the texas broadbands that i, re yeah. I really liked uh the first time yeah I saw. Cool. that's what that's what i'm getting from it those are a texas broadband 
and they're they're freaking wicked man so once i get those i actually might try and get them to breed we'll see are, are, are they adults or are they neos? yeah they're, they're adults oh cool that'd be really yeah. nice look how he just serves it up on a plate yeah they're great man i'm pretty sure that's a ponchatoula if i would be right <laughs> and the snake yeah, underneath like is. the king underneath is like do i get them <laughs> i told lofman i need to uh i need to get these sarasotas going so i can send him some yeah man he's he's a nerodia lover they're yeah. great man they're fun snakes but yeah some of them like i have my um so my citrus counties, like those two are just so inquisitive. They're they're hilarious, man. Anytime anytime I open the tub, they literally come right out. They both usually end up in my lap. Yeah. Like they just come out and like get on my lap. I gotta pick them up, put them in the tub. Like they're they're such such curious snakes. They're really, yeah. really fun. But then you know, I have others that literally like hide and dive away as soon as I open the tub, you know. And then I have like somewhere in between, like two of the ponchatoulas, I open up their tubs and they come up to the front and like poke their heads up. I actually just posted a picture the other day. They both had their heads up like at the you know edge of the tub. Yeah. And they'll check me out and see if I'm gonna give them anything. But as soon as I reach in there to do stuff, they're like, Oh nope, I'm out, you know, yeah. and they're gone. Yeah, it's just it's funny. They all act differently, and uh, but you know the ones that do come out and are end up in my in my lap are a little bit bigger, you know. Whereas the ponchatoulas, yeah. dixies are still very small. Uh, I think uh, once you get past like the stereotypical, uh, you know, Nerodia attitude, they, they they can be pretty cool. Yeah, you, no. you, you got to be able to see through that little, you know, month phase where they're terrible captives, yeah, especially no, right. stuff. Oh yeah, no, they're they're awesome. They're uh, the only thing that like is, that takes a lot for me to get used to is they're the only snakes I keep in groups. You know, a lot of people keep rat snakes together, and that's fine. I just I I'm not big on it. It's more difficult for me. The feeding thing stresses me out. Yeah. You know, so, but water snakes, you know, tend especially babies tend to do better in groups. You know, yeah. and, you know if you talk to Montrose, you know, they'll tell you they don't like change a lot. So you know, once yeah. you have an established group, you kind of leave them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you, you don't want to put a male into a female's cage, take it out, put it back, and be switching yeah. cages and stuff. It just stresses them out. They don't do well under stress. Yeah. Um. So you kind of keep them together all the time, but like, dude, what feeding those things? It's just it's 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 insane. You know, these groups. I you know I think my biggest Actually, I have everything in twos pretty much. I have a couple by themselves, singles, because they were smaller and they were getting out-competed, so I separated them. But, you know, the doubles that I have, man, I'll close them up, you know, while I'm feeding everything, and then I just start hearing thrashing around in the tub, you know, and I'm just like, just stop, relax. <laughs> like they, they freak out, man. They go crazy for food. Yeah. Um, I, I get so scared. I keep uh, – I, I don't keep my neurotic together just because, you know, I, I have two. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. um, but I keep my set or the, sorry, California red sided garter snakes together. There you go. Um, and those freak me out a little bit. Cause I just, I drop pinkies and I walk away and every time it's like, please just please let there be two when I come back. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. it's, it's wild, man. It sucks. Yeah. They're cool though. Yeah, I really, I really, I really don't like keeping snakes together. I don't know what it is. I tried with some rat snakes keeping them together, and I just keeping I, I keeping I anything like together freaks me out. 
Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know why, but like unless it's like already a pair, like that's grown yeah. up together, it just freaks me out. But I have thought I was listening to uh, Reptile Fight Club. I think yesterday coming home, and uh, they were talking. I completely forget his name. Some big name. So I'm gonna get slaughtered for not knowing it. But he keeps a lot of his stuff outside in Miami. Mm. Um, I think it was Saint Pierre. His name. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking it'd be cool to like uh, look like latitudinally and figure out like what species kind of live in the same like climate region mm-hmm. and just try to keep some stuff outside and i i'd I really like to try to do some stuff just like in big big cages outside and like yeah. really small mesh but i'd be so worried like i've i know smitty and i know a lot about free raging snakes in our rooms <laughs> there you know when you do that there's no no door sweep to save you <laughs> you, you know if you get something yeah. Door sweeps yeah. amazing. Yeah, like, oh, he got out, but I have a, I have a fence that'll keep my three foot snake in, right? Yeah, no, exactly. And see, I've thought about something similar. So, like, my idea with it was like, this won't be anytime soon, but have like, if you keep a lot of local stuff, or at least stuff you know that will go well in your area, is essentially have like a screened in porch, and then use like screen cages. You know what I mean? And then like let it and let them leave them out there year round, you know, and and let it do the thing as long as, you know, a proper sunlight gets in and, you know, all that gets warm enough. But, you know, just going about it that way. Well, wasn't really neat with um, smog, the little lizards that Phil worked with. uh, Mm -hmm. Nobtails. Yeah. No. um, No, he's talking about the, the Cordilla. Yeah. So didn't he say that like some of the folks that like, breed them in captivity have really just like put fences on their property around their burrows and like <laughs> so that they were breeding them I, i'm almost talking about different. folks saying that they like had all these you know generations upon generations and it's actually just like a fence around their little area it's like well yeah, yeah obviously they're staying in their spot they have a burrow there and like you know 15 generations they're not gonna yeah. mm-hmm. I don't know. Safe, safe from predators. <laughs> what'd you say it's safe from predators you know yeah yeah. Huh. Yeah. No, I, I think it'd be cool. Yeah, I mean Casey Cannon talks about keeping stuff outdoors a lot and how much he wants to do it, but it's just like I said, uh, I think if especially given where we live and raccoons and stuff, which is we we were talking about this earlier in a little group chat. Yeah. Um like raccoons are my biggest concern when it comes to that kind of stuff because I've yeah. seen what they do to chickens. I've yeah. seen, and I've seen what they can get out of like yeah. it's it's insane I've had because I used to I used to trap a lot of raccoons on the plantation I used to work at because they were an issue out there in armadillos and whatnot and I've literally had raccoons break like full-on have a heart traps that didn't have any problems you know so if you think they're not going to yeah. rip through a small fence or screen like you are yeah. dead, you are dead wrong you know, and yeah. they, they can do some serious damage, man. Yeah, well, I, I think, think if I was you... going to do it, it'd have to be, like, a fence and then, like, the, like, heavy-duty, like, galvanized mesh. Right. You'd and have like, to have, like, a cage within a cage is kind of the it, way I Exactly, thought. yeah. I, don't I feel like a cage would within a cage within a cage. To, like, outdoor enclosures here. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm, I'm kind of surprised more people, especially the guys that do, like, tegus and stuff, like, I would think they would have that problem sort of regularly like raccoons getting into stuff they're not i feel like a raccoon would go and mess with the tegu one time and then probably not want to go do it again yeah and i think it's also probably dependent on how often 
people are sort of in and out of that area because obviously yeah. there's a lot of people, a lot of traffic in terms of like people going and checking on stuff and sort of yeah. like raccoons are going to stay away. But I don't know. I mean, the whole like it works great for the guys out in Australia and stuff, but I think that's because they don't have to worry about raccoons breaking into their shit and yeah, bingos. <laughs> No, I think if you could get past the predators, it'd be cool. Um, I don't think I'd be able to do, you know, everything that those South Florida folks are doing being so north. Um, but I, I think you could do, you know, like like I said, like brettles. I feel like you could definitely do like Russian tortoises. Oh, Smitty's tired of me talking about this already. No, he's got to be. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you could do like a lot of more cold tolerant stuff here. Yeah. I, I think it'd be cool. I didn't even think about brettles, man. I think those would be a perfect candidate for or diamonds because yeah, we get that too. We get really cold here. I mean, we we got like to twenty six this year. Oh wow, yeah. So is, I mean, yeah. really cold, you know, compared to Venice, Florida. Yeah, I mean, for Florida, <laughs> that's that's pretty cold. <laughs> yeah, because you're in the Gainesville area, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah no, yeah. we're in Gainesville. On okay. the, I mean, right now I'm in the center, but we are little houses like right on the outskirts nice so i think it'd be fun yeah no that would or, be. i really want to try some try some outdoor stuff i really want to get i i know i'm going to get it over my head with all the big stuff that i can keep now now that i have space yeah <laughs> but dude I, I want to get those uh like black dragon monitors the big uh big asian water monitors yeah but, oh, dude that's not even like buying the monitor is like okay that's a good investment that's like 1500 bucks a month just to feed the things yeah and that's a that's a big animal yeah like I, those are you better hope they like you <laughs> yeah you better hope they like you and you better have a lot of space because those things yeah. those things will use it man yeah <clears throat> yeah i don't know maybe i'll just <laughs> throw a pair of ball pythons out and see if it works uh, there you go <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, the stuff with like the outdoor, I mean, you can always like, you know, especially with like diamonds and brettles, you know, cause you don't, I wouldn't, you know, 20 degrees, a little, a little low, but yeah. you know, it's never, never bad to have like setups outside, you know, where they stay most of the year, but then all those days that they get cold, have an enclosure for, designated you know, for, for them yeah. inside, you know, always have one set up, you know, don't necessarily have yeah. it plugged in and heated all the time, but you know, have so, one set up to come in when needed. So what I was saying is if you did obviously it probably wouldn't work too well for snakes but for like like blue tongues i was really thinking about trying blue tongues out there mm -hmm. um but i feel like if you did a deep enough substrate you know like i'm sure you've touched a compost pile and they get pretty warm like even yeah. in winter. i wonder if you had a deep enough substrate and like you had like a little bioactive type you know three feet deep i wonder if they could burrow to the bottom even when it's like 20 degrees and it would still be yeah at least like right six and see, and that's what I thought, like with my outdoor kind of screened in idea, if you add everything in, in cages, you know, in this area, you know, during the winter months, you could, if you made like a deep enough substrate area, you could have a thermostat hooked up to an actual heating pad yeah. underneath the substrate. That way, you know, when it yeah. gets cold, cold, they can, they burrow naturally, but then get to that warm spot that stays, yeah. you know, in that general area where it should be to where it's not too cold but you know it's cold enough for yeah. the roommate and it acts more of a, like a actual burrow yeah yeah know? just just enough to keep them alive and you know exactly cool. yeah so, that'd be cool yeah it'd be it's neat 
It's a neat thought, but I don't know if I'll actually do it. It's, I don't know. It's scary. <laughs> it's tempting, but my luck, just like Smitty said, I'd buy like a two grand pair of blue tongues and put them out in a raccoon at a field day. I would be especially afraid for anything smaller, man. You know, tegus or big brettles or you know, yeah. something like that. That they can hold their own, you know, but a blue tongue. Yeah, I think yeah, you can say goodnight when if a yeah. raccoon gets in there, man. You know, yeah. that's you know, brettles. Well, that's another brettles thing about like the brewing. I wonder if that would help them like having yeah. like, you know, three foot deep of substrate. Yeah. No, it's it's an interesting thought, that's for sure. Yeah, that would be fun. I mean, then there's the entire aspect of people. Yeah. Yeah. I, my parents had had neighbors, and they had a vet office that did exotics and stuff, and so they had a rhino iguana. Um, and they had it, I think, in like a little greenhouse setup. And at one point, I think they it. I don't think it got out. But I think someone stole it. What? It's pretty hard to lose a rhino one if you have it in a cage. They never yeah. got it back. Dude, so that's it was a, up, like man. an adult too. It was nice. And that they sucks. Lived right up the street from my parents. You know, I, I worry about like Cody and Pia. So yeah. yeah, if you have tours, <laughs> it's really cool. But like, <laughs> people know where you are now. Yeah. I, I don't think anyone's gonna break in and take any of the stuff they have. Because they, I mean, they only keep <laughs> they only keep crocodilians outside, right? That's what I'm saying. I feel like more the crocodilians would be like, yeah, I'd be really worried about the crocodilians. Like, I I've thought about like a few years down the road, like hiring someone just to change like waters, like just like the monotonous, like I really don't want to do this today tasks. Right. Um. But dude, I, I'd be so worried. It'd have to be someone that's not into reptiles. <laughs> because I, I would be afraid to have someone that like knows what they're working with or, or you, you know, like knows the value of the stuff. Right. Like, I don't know. It'd freak me out. I'd have to have ring cameras everywhere, you know, yeah. out in the outdoor enclosures. Yeah, From what I've sure. been told, if I'm recalling correctly, that's exactly what Bushmaster does is hire people that aren't into reptiles. Yeah. I don't know if it's for that reason. Or if it's just yeah. because they have like they can then sort of they have a clean slate to work with as far as training goes. Oh, I mean, yeah. like, this is how and we it, want it done. Yeah. But I don't know. It makes sense. I don't know. I it seems so weird to think of somebody not into reptiles like having a job with reptiles. Smart like, does it all the time. Yeah, you'd, yeah. you'd be surprised at what people will do for fifteen bucks an hour. Yeah, I guess that's true. Oh, that sounds weird. Yeah. <laughs> So I'll say nowadays, not very yeah, much, no honestly. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Yeah. What did you say? <laughs> 20 bucks is 20 bucks, man. <laughs> <That's> all... <laughs> how's uh, how's RPI? How's that been? It's fun. It's uh, we joke around, it's you know, an endless trench to dig because that's what I've been doing a lot of the times or putting the new croc enclosures mm -hmm. with that sugar sand. It's like, Hey, we got to, you know, dig out this two foot trench. So I'll go through, I'll, I'll get it all done. Like, all right. You know, it's four o'clock now. I got it at home. And then the next time I come out, I was like, Hey, it drizzled for 30 seconds. So the trench is uh, completely <laughs> collapsed back in. <laughs> it's, I, I think I've probably dug out the same trench like five times. But we, we finally Cody got, in the background going, God damn it. Yeah, you're just cracking the whip. Come on. Yeah. No, it's uh it, it's fun. I, I think we've got 
I left a little bit early the other day, so I don't know how far they got, but I know we were on the last, you know, big enclosure in their crocodilian set. So I, I think we should be pretty close to dumb trench building, which would be cool. Yeah. I haven't been down there since. Yeah. Carpet pass. No, oh, I've wait. been there since, yeah. but they were, they were just, they had the croc enclosures mapped out, like on the ground. Yeah. With, like, uh, we haven't been there since they've actually yeah. set them up. He said he was doing a, uh, like Daytona party, like the Thursday before. Yeah, right. yeah. that'll be cool. Yeah, yeah. They've how, how many of y'all are? Years. How many of y'all are coming before, like Daytona, like a few days before? Or y'all fly in like Friday? Um, we're I'm planning on coming in Thursday. Which, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we drive. It's a, it's a short drive. Yeah, for it's us. only three so and a half three, hours. Yeah. It's only three and a half hours from us. So. Like Jeff and Kendra are coming in like Wednesday, I think, or something. Maybe even Tuesday. And are y'all landing in, or I guess you guys are driving, but are you guys going straight to Daytona? Or are you guys going to come to yeah. to RPI and then go over? Uh, I don't, I don't know. I haven't really thought. I think last year yet. we didn't just because of the logistics of it. So yeah. it didn't like we were vending. And so it was like, yeah. do we go to the hotel, like go to Daytona, unload everything, drop everything off and then drive back up to Melrose yeah, it, just, it was just right. one of those things where we just Friday, like Thursday, we were just like, let's just go straight to Daytona and stay there. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how many folks that. Uh, I feel like a lot of people come out of the woodworks to go to RPI. Yeah, he, he talks about all these reptile people that are like so close, and are like obviously have good collections. It's like, oh yeah, he lives like two minutes down the road. So I yeah. never, never knew that dude was that close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's just, everybody's in Florida, man. Yeah. 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 I wanted to get down there when we were doing the magazine and do an article on on the RPI and the Croc new Croc stuff and whatnot. And oh yeah. It just it never happened. You know how Cody is when it comes to like cleaning stuff. You know everything's got to be <laughs> immaculate before yeah, another person man. sets foot. Yeah. Which is a good and a and a bad thing, I guess. It's because that's how it is. When you have that many animals, there's no way you can get everything clean. Yeah, yeah, nothing's gonna be on the same page, dude. If you show up early for Carpet Fest, boy, you're helping. Going to work. You're going to work, boy. Especially if you plan on crashing on property. Go ahead, clean this Yeah. (laughs) No, it's more like go ahead, clean some rats for me real quick. Get get that done. That that phrase just sets off the. (laughs) I just get chills. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Scary. I think the last time I cleaned rats out there, I cleaned 300 tubs in one day. It's just going down the line, scrub, scrub, wipe. It's a small building. It's amazing how much they can get. Yeah. 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 It's a ton of rats. They do ASFs, right? They do like one bin of them. And you hate them? I hate it. Dude, I'm terrified (laughs) of rodents. Really? I am terrified of rodents. I, I got bit by like my pet rat when I was like five or six ain't been the same since ever since then i'm terrified of them dude i'm not far from you though like i'm not terrified of rodents like i'll pick up our mice that me and justin work with but fuck fuck hamsters quickly like i don't don't... worry about them biting no dude you ever been bit by a hamster no dude it's bad like i've been bit by i've been bit by hundreds of snakes hundreds of times nothing has come close to that hamster, to that hamster bite, man. I've had a couple hamsters lay into me, and it's like you want to just 
spike oh. him on the ground, dude. I, like, I still have a scar on my hand from the rat that when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, man. It's it is not a joke, man. They'll, they'll so when oh. you when you started at, oh. at P and Cody's, you weren't like, I want to help, but but I'm <laughs> I'm terrified of rodents. Well, so, <laughs> so I kind of like kept it under wraps that I was terrified of rodents. They just wondered yeah. why you were crying while you were like moving them along <laughs> the bins and stuff. Yeah, yeah well, I was whimpering, dude. So it was completely fine because like I don't know, like like you're not rough with them, but like you're you're moving them quick. Yeah. So it's not like you're but dude, we, we went in there one day and he's like, Hey, we got, you know, like ten escapees. We just need to take care of them. You know, we need to collect them back up, throw them back in the bin. He's like, But just so you know, the escapees, when they get out, they go like feral. So they, they, they will fight you. And I was like, Oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's, cool. you know. that's fine. Yes, dude. It, I never got bit by an adult rat there. I picked up a fuzzy. Its mouth wasn't even supposed to be open yet, or like working with teeth yet. Picked up the fuzzy. This thing latched on. I screamed so loud. Oh my god! Cody, Cody was staring at me, and I was like holding the fuzzy, and I was just screaming. I was like, "Get it off! Get it off!" <laughs> <laughs> I was so scared. Jeez, I was so scared. It, yeah. I don't no, believe you, man. I don't. I don't do. Yeah. I don't do rats. That's... And he said, like the ASFs, like if you if you like lay your hand on top of the grate on accident, they'll come up and bite your hand through the grate. But like it's it's not like a fear thing. Like I feel like rats, like you have to grab them to get bit. But yeah. he said that like, the ASFs will like seek you out and bite they you. A, they have a bloodlust. Yeah. Just like the sugar gliders. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Uh, I mean, do you still have some? Yes, I, I was just gonna say we we, you know, I, I broke down and bought a cage, even though I, you know, don't want to reward them for being terrible creatures one, to me. One step closer to permanence. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that they're they're here. But so my plan is because I've basically given up hope on them being like the fuzzy, cute fighters that come out above me. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm sure I could, but I don't want to get bit more. Um, so we, we bought a really good sized cage for him. I think it's like, it's big enough to hold like four or five sugar gliders and we just have two. But instead of doing it, I've always hated with birds and like sugar gliders and small mammals, like all the like neon colored plastic. Like, I, I don't yeah. know. I, I like the more natural. Yeah. Trapper it, keeper cages. It, it, yeah. So I think what I'm going to do is uh, with this big, you know, big enclosure we bought them. Uh, I think I'm just going to do like a really, really like naturalistic type setup with just like a bunch of branches, kind of like what Cody and Pia do where they just bring in the branches and throw them in. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, instead of doing like all the fuzzy pouches and stuff, I'll do, you know, like, like little bowls of like nesting material at the bottom and then give them like, you know, a wooden box that they can bring their stuff into a nest. Just make it more like a, I don't know, like a look, don't touch type thing because I don't right. want to. I don't oh, want to touch don't them. Touch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're they're fast, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're, like, they're like terrifying. They're I, terrifying. <laughs> so I, I the first time I think you guys probably remember when they were getting out almost nightly. Yeah. I could not keep them in. <laughs> so the the one I he's like I hate I, this fucking thing. <laughs> dude, they were terrible. I so I opened up the bedroom door and the one was sitting there looking at me. So it was obviously <laughs> 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 down the snow. <laughs> so, 
No, I, I think it was probably plotting to come in and try to smother me, but I was too quick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was too fast. So it surprised me, but I got it back in the cage and I was like, cool. I guess only one got out, you know, last night because I would have seen the other one. I went down the stairs and when I got down to the bottom of the stairs, I was like, there is a trail, little piss puddles, just oh, all no. down the hallway. <laughs> all Surprise, thing, like, like a cup is knocked over, like off the like ottoman, whatever. And I was like, holy crap. Just like gremlins. Uh, yeah, it was like either the snake's out or my life is in danger right now. <laughs> so I, I was looking you. around and uh, it was under like, the couch and it took me a good 25 minutes to catch this thing. Gee, wait, it was, man. And I got bit, after like, midnight. Don't get them wet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I tried to take him out one time. I, I was I was trying to mend our relationship. I cut him up like a big bowl <laughs> of kiwi and bananas and stuff. So I, yeah, I was sitting I was doing my homework. They were in their little pouch. This thing jumped out, jumped on my shoulder to the ground and up into like our wall or like behind the trim on the bottom of the cabinets. Oh no. So I had to take apart all of the trim off the cabinets and like reach back and get bit. And then I got tossed into the cage. They have, they have no, not tossed. I mean, gently set lovingly into the cage. <laughs> <laughs> You have no idea how hard it was <laughs> spike the thing from the second story when it was just latched on my finger looking at me. Do they have oh, sharp geez. teeth? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course they do. I mean, yeah. well, is it, rodents. Teeth? is it teeth? Are they are they a rodent? I don't know nothing about sugar gliders. I've never seen their teeth. Do they have like rodent like teeth? Or are they just they like they hurt? I don't know. He's like, I, I don't know. They just hurt. Uh, well, so I, I know they eat like like mealworms and stuff if you give them to them. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think they have like the two big teeth or like the six like lagomorphs do. Yeah, I thought they'd I, be like like hedgehog or something. Yeah, I think they might be more hedgehog like serrated <laughs> blood letters. He said, I don't know what they look like. I just know the pain I feel. Yeah, I, I know <laughs> what they feel like. I, I just know it hurts. I ain't looking at the teeth. Damn it. I feel them enough. I just yeah. know the feeling when they make a man scream. <laughs> I, I tried to build up the courage like five times to trim their nails. And finally, I just got a wheel with sandpaper on it so they can just run on that. Because every time I try to grab them, they start squirming. I get scared. Yeah, no, I can't. Tube them like a snake. Oh, my God. Ooh, that would be smart. Yeah. That might <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> no, dude, I, seriously, I, I much prefer taking a bite from, like, the big boa female that I have than a rodent or a bug. Dude, you're going to have this man with like a tube just over the head of the sugar light glider. He's like, come here. He's <laughs> trying to hold the tube on just Dude. his head while you trim his front claws, boy. You wanted that thing to really hate like you? Do that. Shame. <laughs> shame. You know this? I think it's in 300 where like they spread the dude out with the horses. Oh, geez. I think that's what I'm going to have to do with the sugar glider. It's just like a yeah. little fishing wire. Oh, just God. Ordered. Clip, 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 and then let him go. It's just like, yeah, just, just completely. <laughs> well, he lights you up as soon as you let so him go. They, they scream if, too. You, if you hate them so much, why do you have them? He doesn't want to admit defeat, dude. No, so, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they, I've gotten them this far. They're going to deal with me for the rest of their lives. Um, no, I don't know. Like, I, I got them, and they're cool. Like, they're cool to look at. Like I kind of wish they would be like nice, so we're, so but we're, so no, they're so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they're. I I don't know. I thought about getting rid of them, but now I put too much money into them, so we'll, yeah. we'll keep. <laughs> I feel that man. I feel that. 
the cost to common sense ratios on the <laughs> equilibrium. It's like, you know what? You've become so much of a burden at this point. I might as well just ride it out. But dude, yeah, that's after, like after going through the hard part of buying the cage, you know, dealing with yeah. escapees. How do they get out? I don't know. They squeeze through. I think they were going. So, you know, like the like wire cages have like the slide out thing on the bottom mm. like where you mm -hmm. can take all the substrate out. I think they were going through the grates of the floor somehow and then squeezing down in between the grates and that panel and then getting out the front. But we have probably like 50 zip ties on the cage right now. There you go. One of them was Nicolas Cage and the other one was Sean Connery and they were reenacting The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I've never even seen that movie, but yes. Oh, sure. it's so good. It's yeah. one of Nicolas Cage's actually, like one of his, one of his... Good movies. Oh, well, oh. good movies. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're I don't know. They're a pain, but they're fun to look at sometimes. Do they do they really glide? Uh I mean yeah. But I, I I've never like taken them up to my second story and like let them <laughs> go, be free. Yeah. <laughs> be free. I'm just seeing these He's like work. one time they glided from my hand into the wall uh, when <laughs> hit me. Um, so I, yeah. I have thought about like letting them like sit on the like mantle and like jump down just to see it. But my luck, they're going to have like no idea that they're actually supposed to spread out. It's going to be like a baseball just falling. Down. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I don't know if that'd be a bad thing, but <laughs> surely they can't be that difficult to socialize. Just, you just gotta. I mean, dude, you get bit by them. those things enough. Just, I'm just, sure they. Just what? I don't. Why don't you go deal with them then? Yeah. Why don't you go tame his sugar guys? Just let them come out easy. and crawl around on you. Can you leave like your shirt in there with them or something, and they get used to your scent? Yeah, I, I, I've tried that, and I've let them, you know, come out and crawl around. And as soon as you make a movement, they start like screaming. They call it crabbing. I don't know if you've ever heard them. It's like. Rah, 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 rah. They'll start yeah, doing that, like, freak out. <laughs> yeah. Then they also like it, it's not crabbing, but they like make a weird like kind of like a little mini yell at night. I don't I don't know why they do it. Probably just to you know traumatize me, but they, <laughs> just they to scare yell. me. Yeah, it's like we're still here, just so you know. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're coming. The, <laughs> They're total, like, you just wait till we get out of this cage again. Yeah, we're two days from figuring out these zip ties, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> You think these zip ties will hold us in? <laughs> You're wrong. Yeah, they're just letting me get a false sense of security until they bust those off. Yeah. Remember me? <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's bad when you feel safer walking into a cage with, you know, like an alligator than you do opening up a cage to sugar gliders. I think that's a pretty good measure of traumatization. Dude, I'm with you, though, man. Like... Rodents freak me out. And rodents and bugs. Rodents and bugs, yeah. What and, bugs? No, so so not like, not like, uh, I I don't like you know roaches or whatever. I mean I don't like roaches, but like you know they, they don't freak me out. But like a caddy did or Katie did. Katie did. You ever been bit by one of those? Mm -mm. They hurt. They have like those big mandibles. I don't. It, it's like something about being able to see them bite you, freaks me out. And like There's I'm not good. I'm not good with bugs. What'd you say? I'm noticing a trend. What? You just get bit by everything. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I, you're making no effort to shit. stay out of the way of the team. <laughs> so my, 
when, when I was younger, my parents, I'd come home and like my hands would be all bloody after like going to the quarry and catching water snakes all day. <laughs> and I was like, can I please get a snake, please? And they were like, okay, look, if you can go, you know, a week still catching snakes and stuff without getting bit. Without looking then, like you murdered somebody. Yeah, then you can get a snake. It's like, oh, okay. And then obviously, you know, water snakes being water snakes, it's not going to happen. No, no, it's This, not. this uh, County, this like black one that I just caught the other day is the first time that I've ever caught a water snake without getting bit. Yeah. Was, my, my dog took the bite for me, so it was, mm. I felt so bad, dude. It, he Damn. ran over as I was reaching for it, thinking the snake was like coming for me. <laughs> and, I like, oh, and I pushed him away, and as soon as I pushed him, his butt was facing the snake. So, <laughs> right, right, right on the thigh. Jeez, <laughs> man. That's nuts. Yeah. No, I don't think I've ever put my hands on a Nerodia without getting bit at least once. Yeah, Maybe a couple the, times. The like little my... ones you have, are those bitey? Oh, yeah. No, I've never been bit by any of mine. Oh. All my... they're well, yeah, they're, they're very spazzy. They're very, very flighty. I tell you what, those ponchatoulas, dude. I don't care what anybody says; those things stink. Like, I don't think anyone's ever said that Nerodi don't stink. Well, no, I'm not saying Nerodi. I'm saying these ponchatoulas specifically. Million times, like ponchatoulas in particular. Those ones in particular, man. The musk. It's like I've been I've been musked on an ungodly amount of times, like by many many snakes. Those Ponchatoula water snakes, man, they they take the cake. Like, is it worse win. than a ringneck? What's that? Worse than a ringneck? I don't know if I've ever had ringneck musk. Oh, it's bad. I've, I've caught ringnecks. I don't know if I've ever been musked on one though. It's, it, it, it's not like, I don't know, not like Nerodia musk or like oh. garter snake musk where you can like smell it like cologne. But it's like if you get like a ringneck musk on your hand and you're like out for hours and you get to wipe your nose, it'll like knock you out. It's bad. Jeez, man. that's how it is like because like it's different like these <coughs> the bandits around here like they all like have like a similar smell must but like those broad banded ponchatoulas man i don't know what it is is not like normal banded water snake musk it's, it's not i don't dude i don't know man that shit is i mean it's it's ungodly like it, dude, it's it's bad like, gag, like gagging bad yeah. I, i've never gagged from musk before but well, that he was telling me, he was like, yeah, you know, or it, I don't, he wasn't telling me he was on the show and he was like, yeah, you know, the, the false water smell. There's a reason why I only have, you know, six of them in the room and that room has a very distinct smell. I was like, okay, you know, I have, you know, 60 snakes in this room. It can't be that bad. Dude, I open up these cages with the false waters in them after they pooped. And it's like, whoop, whoop, <laughs> right? yeah. it's bad. Yeah. It's not fun. No man, it's that's when like my big my big pits like after they take a fresh one because they eat, they eat big rat or they're eating not big they eat medium rats right now but dude once they they drop a load it's it's big and it's it's gnarly yeah I actually I cleaned my male <clears throat> my male uh, albino the other day and he's he's one of my biggest pits and I put him back and there wasn't a lot of poop in his cage I'm I was thinking and I was like yeah I should probably should have waited till he actually took a dump to do this. Cause I got, he, I just fed him. I was like, I think tell he needs to go <laughs> literally change his water, you know, straightened out his enclosure, put him back in. And like, I hear a, like a, <laughs> like a little squirt. And I look up and he's just taking a massive shit right in the corner. I'm like the disrespect, man. Like, Middle finger in the air. like yeah. all right, cool. Thanks. 
Yeah, thanks. He's like, thank you. I just need a little tickle for this to, <laughs> this to go Man, through. Man, a lot of the stuff does it that I have too, and I like, I'll change them, and then they'll do it again, and I don't even bother changing yeah, it again. No, it's like clearly they just they want that. Yeah. So they can they yeah. can have it. I literally looked at. It, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do that tomorrow. Now I'm not not even going back in there because I dude I'll I don't mind cleaning shit, but it's different when it's still wet. Like that sucker wet, that's nasty. It, it's so much easier when it's like dry. And you just take everything, yeah, just take the whole, take the whole thing out. Let dude, it when soak it's up some in the bedding. When it's yeah, when it's fresh, boy, that's oh god. I tried that. Uh, terrible. I don't know if you've ever seen like the hemp bedding that was going around for a little bit. Yeah, it it works really really well for like clumping up the poop. And I I think I might try to use it on like uh like Nerodia and um. What's it called? They're just just like other like lower humidity colubrids. But dude, every time I used it with like ball pythons or boas, it was like sucking like moisture out of the air, and it was like a desert in their in their enclosure. I don't, I don't think I ever had a wolf dead while I was using bedding. Damn, I I can't imagine if they would have laid eggs on it. Yeah, I've heard good and bad things about it. I've heard if you don't clean it enough, you can actually sprout mushrooms out of it. Um, which is kind of odd, bioactive. But... <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have but... turned my rack tub into a vivarium. <laughs> I grow yeah. mushrooms. I tried to make a little bioactive rack tub, and it did not work. Krista is like, uh, you know, I don't wouldn't call it bioactive, but he uses like isopods and springtails on a lot of his tubs, and he he's had good success with it. You know, it's not planted or anything, but he uses these tubs with isopods and like a you know a dirt mix and all that, and they do great. Like, like even for babies. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. That's some dedication. Yeah, young rat snakes. I mean, like I said, it's nothing crazy, but they just eat the poop in there, and you know they yeah. he's had great success with it. You know, with rat snakes. You know. I I um, wonder if um. Like, does he use just like the normal like dwarf whites and stuff, or does he use like bigger? I don't. Isopods? I don't know. I'm not big on the isopods. I picked his brain about it for a little bit because I do want to try one of these days. But you should message him. It's a yeah. I'll have to ask him. I bet you with hog nose, like with how small they poop, I bet you if you had like a good little group of uh, isopods in there, they'd be taking care of it. Yeah, pretty well. I would think so. We could have got all the isopods we wanted the other day when we flipped that board. Oh yeah, there's a bunch under there. Start your own million dollar strain. Yeah, uh, pick them up, sell them for That's what I told Jake. Bottom. He's like, dude, we can catch these. We can make hundreds. Dude, I, I'm slowly seeing isopods turn into ball pythons. <laughs> because <Scaleless. laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Isopodless isopods. No. Um, Legless. <laughs> just little, what do they just be? Rollies at that point. They just, just always they, have to live in a ball. They keep dying. <laughs> Exoskeleton list isopods. Where are they at though? Oh. Endoskeleton. Endoskeleton. <laughs> Endoskeleton isopods. Wild. The ghost. Uh, the ghost morph can just be the little molts. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. No, but like, there's so many. Like, you get like one little variance in you know your strain, and then two months later, it's like, oh, this is actually you know. Black panda citrus, and then this yeah. is four hundred dollars. We yeah, and like so, black panda is like one of the ones that's like a black head, white band in the middle, then a black butt. And it's like this is a all orange black panda. It's like so, it's neither a panda at this point or black. 
So how, how is this the same? <laughs> how is this the same thing? It doesn't make it. And that's, you know, like 250 bucks for six of them. Yeah. I mean, part of me, like part of me understands the whole craze with them. And then a, a larger part of me is I've, I've never seen them as anything other than like a utility for caging cleanup crew. Yeah. Well, I think they're awesome. I completely understand why people collect them. Cause I mean, I collect them and you know, you got to think like how many people go like, Oh, you collect snakes. That's weird. Like, I, I feel like it's the same kind of outlook towards. The yeah, book. no, for sure. Um, I collect roly polies. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, they're cool. I, I like collecting all the different colors and stuff. But it's, you know, I, I don't think I would pay, you know, a gram for the new, new morph. Yeah, no, I would never. Yeah. There's a lot of other things I could spend a grand on. Yeah. Yeah, I, I spent a lot of money on isopods this last month, and like I'm very glad that I've bulked up my isopod collection. I was also like, wow, I could have gotten, you know, my first chondro or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or you could sell all your isopods and get a chondro, man. Well, I hope so. You guys want some long game? <laughs> you guys want some isopods? <laughs> I've thought about getting some for those BioG cages. Yeah. So, what, what are you keeping? How well they do? Uh, like, are you keeping? Like the um, what's it called? What are you what are you keeping in them? Snakes. No, uh, the species. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. What kind? <laughs> Thank you. Three <laughs> of them have rhino rats, and one of them has a chondro. Oh yeah, you you could probably do a few different ones. But they're just on cypress mulch. There's no layers or anything like that. It's just the mulch. Well, would you like be willing to just switch them over to like a mix? No. <laughs> And don't get isopods. <laughs> yeah. man. Uh, Question answered. They can't, answer. they can't just survive on mulch. Are, are you willing to take care of these? No. Can you put like a little the bit? The whole of, point you is you're like not supposed to have to take there? care of them. They're supposed to just survive. You have to. You, ha what? <laughs> you have to. You have to give them something. They're gonna have plenty. They're in there with the rhino rats. They get poop. Yeah. Okay. Wow. No, I'm, I'm clean saying up, like, crew. Clean up, damn it. <laughs> just. <laughs> Well, they have to have moisture. They have gills. Like oh you have to. What? It's not a beta. It's a. <laughs> it's a crustacean. They have to. They have to be able to wet their gills to breathe. Dummy. I just dropped a bomb on Smitty. Mm. <laughs> He's like. <laughs> He's like, oh wait. <laughs> I, I just, I just had a little bit of, a, not a little, a, a decent amount of Jaeger so I'm, the Boy, what, you got Jaeger in there? Is that what you wearing, grabbed? What in the world? Yeah. Drinking straight cough syrup. No. Grandpa's old cough medicine. Well, I remember we were playing beer pong one day with him and his roommate. He was like, I'm just going to drink this Jaeger. And I'm like, no. Okay. There was there was folks that came into the restaurant the other night and ordered rumplement shots. And it was like straight Listerine. I, I don't know how people shoot that. Oh, that's wild. Mm-mm-mm. Hmm. But we are at an hour fifty three. Jake has places to be. But yeah, like like to bed because some of us have work before ten a.m. Some of us are gonna sleep in because we were up bright and early this morning. I was also up bright and early this morning. I'm gonna go back to the house and pile. There you go. So where can uh, where can everybody find you, man? I'm on Instagram as just Destination Gecko. Um, I think I'm on Facebook too. I just don't check it at all. So if you want to get a hold of me, just go to go to Instagram. Nice. Uh, I think TikTok too. There you go. Yep. 
Yeah. Sounds like well, Instagram's your main thing since everything else is a thing. So hit him up on Instagram. <laughs> just, just go to Instagram. Save yeah. yourself the trouble. Yeah, just yeah. don't waste time on anything else. Destination Gecko. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. Glad no to Thank finally. You all for me on. Yeah, man. Glad to finally get you on. We've been talking about trying to have you on for a while now. So. Yeah, it was fun. It's cool. Yeah. Great. Well, awesome. this episode was brought to you by blackboxcages.com. Rex cages. Hit them up. BioGs are awesome. There it is. XR20 racks are awesome. It's all great. It's all great. It's all great. I still haven't been able to set my stuff up yet. What? Um, yeah, I'm hopefully. I'm hopefully. I should be moving in the next two weeks. I feel like you say that. No, I. But I'm moving soon. They should be looking at. They should. I. I've already have a place lined out. They should. The old tenant should be out theoretically tomorrow i don't know if that's actually going to happen but theoretically it should be out tomorrow and then needs to get inspected and cleaned if needed then it should be able to move in so it's literally it could be it could be next week it could be in like three weeks i don't know but so i don't really want to set everything up just tear it back down so i may just wait till i move but we'll see i mentioned though i mentioned bad i want it i want it all set up right now Show is also brought to you by Steve Snakeshore and his Venom Hot Sauce. Grab some. some. Check it out. If you get the hot sauce, you're helping Steve with public education, rehabilitation, uh, rescues, public outreach, and overall just helping a good dude. Good dude doing good stuff. I want that chlorecus he has. My wife won't let me. <laughs> just get it. Let's get. It. Yeah, it's better to ask okay. for forgiveness and forgiveness. do tell me to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just put yeah. it in that brick pile again. Yeah, <laughs> it'll, it'll end up in the house anyways. Who cares? Oh, I told her, I was like, yes, I maybe, maybe you shouldn't get any venomous, buddy. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I need the boom signs out again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Katie, look through the closet, please. <laughs> yeah, you go. You go look. <laughs> Here's a I'm hook. Gonna stand, I'm gonna stand back here. I'll watch you. It, was it wasn't standing back. I was regrouping. I was trying <laughs> to come up with some sort of strategy or plan. Uh, Katie said I was pouting, but yeah, you're pouting. I got so frustrated. I was like, I'm just gonna, I, I'm gonna go smoke a cigar and sit on the porch. <laughs> it wasn't a boom slang. That was. I don't have a boom slang, just so everyone knows. Yeah. Just gonna thrash ups, dude. I want thrash ups so bad. Those are just. I already got enough fast spazzy snakes. I don't need more. I have ball pythons. I need more snakes that move. You need and do speed, something. Need something. Yeah. The speed of my life. Yeah, the the ball pythons are fun for the colors, but I need something that doesn't sit you there. Need to get you some rat snakes, man. Corns. Oh no. <laughs> bears. Rat, rat snakes. I, I would. I would like bears. Bears are cool. Say louder. Uh, Spray painting yellow. No. <laughs> We should make oh. scaleless bears. <laughs> All right. This has been episode 156. Okay, look, look, hear me out. He said, hear me out. I'm not hear hearing me out. nothing. Come on. Come on. It would be... Uh, what, so what is the only part of the bears that isn't bright orange? The scales. It's not the skin. It's the base of the scales. See, dude, if you just stripped, if you stripped, dude... That's all. That's all. Loma Altas are are scaled, scaleless corn snakes. That's that. Boom! I just cracked it. Scaleless corn. What? 
Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Scaled, yeah. scaleless corn snakes because you know yeah. lost scaleless corn snakes are shorts. It's all birds are. Smitty, just bite the bullet one time. We'll hybridize, get the scaleless gene in. Then we'll work into chondros. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Carpets. Who let this dude in here? Yeah, this was your idea. Too far, too far, too far. I'm done with this. Yeah. No, I'm scared. <laughs> Anyways, this is episode 157. 156. 156. THP. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming on, Elijah. Thank you. Scaleless turtles next year. <laughs> They're already scaleless. Shellless. Shellless turtles coming oh next year. It's I don't think they can slug. I don't think they can survive without their shell. It's called a lizard. <laughs> it has that's called a lizard. <laughs> what do you think geckos are? <laughs> All right, good night, everybody. Good evening.